Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the seven game NBA main site on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And again, if you if you guys play NFL DFS, make sure to check out my final look video breaking down the week 12 NFL main slate. Um, and I want to thank the sponsor of the video, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a player prop site where you can build out a lineup, right? So you're, you're competing in tournaments here. You pick 10 of 20 uh, entries. The less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive. If you choose correctly, athletes must play uh, to qualify. So, um, yeah, they have 20 uh, player props posted for tomorrow. And again, you pick 10 of these. Uh, the ones that are um, more likely to occur, you get less points. So, like, if you go to, like, say the over on Chris Hustler's 23.5 points, it's less likely to occur. But if it does hit, you get more points. So that is the idea. Um, it's fun. It's, it's a nice change of pace. And, um, yeah, pretty nice payouts, too. First place, $500. Um, this is just in the $20 um, tournament that they have up here but if you guys want to try out thrive make sure to sign up and use my code dkdfs it is dkdfs all one word and you will get a hundred percent match up to one hundred dollars so deposit using my code hundred dollars that's a free hundred dollars to play with on the site and finally i want to thank you guys again for all of your support um really do appreciate all you guys again if you do enjoy make sure to hit the like button subscribe and hit the notification bell okay guys so i got story time for you and this is I am in, as I am almost every single slate, you guys know this, so much pain. So let me, before I, I uh, before I tell you guys this, I have stacked Denver probably the last three or four times without Jokic. And the thing is we've gotten Jokic news after lock almost every single time. So I get them all at low ownership and they've just failed every time. You know, last slate I get them blowout. You know, I'm, so I'm thinking about, okay, we get the Jokic news. I'm like, all right, I know the correct play here is to go back to Denver. I can't have recency bias. I know they've burned me multiple times recently, right? I've been playing Barton so many times with Jokic out. He continues to burn me. I've played Aaron Gordon a ton. Uh, they just don't get there. So I'm like, I know the correct play is to go back. But my recency bias, I, I was debating uh, 3v3 here. So the 3v3 was um, Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, and DeJounte Murray. Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, DeJounte Murray. You guys know how they did, right? Denver keep it, kept it close. Barton, Gordon, absolute smash. DeJounte Murray, the highest scorer of the slate. You know I didn't go to that route, right? You know I went the other one? I played a 1% Al Horford. A 1% Al Horford who didn't clo they close the game base with Ennis Cantor. I knew it was the wrong decision, too. I knew it was the wrong decision, but yeah, I want I wanted to play my boy Nurkic too. So Nurk, Fox, Horford, unbelievable thirteen fans points me out Horford. I knew it was an overpay, and I knew I should have went with the Denver route. It was just a complete mistake. You guys want to know where I'd be at right now if I did that? It's like three hundred eight or three hundred six, whatever it was. I did the math, would be easily winning this tournament twenty five hundred dollars. I'm gonna be in like sixth place in the big tournament right now. It's all because I had recency bias because Denver had burned me so many times in the past, right? I'd gone to them. It's a low ownership every single time. They burned me. They burned me. I'm like, you know, I, I can't keep doing it. I can't keep getting burned by the Denver guys. Uh, you know, it's blowout risk. I'm just going to fade. And yeah, so I'm in very low spirits. Also, um, the Magic guys, low owned, absolutely smashing blowout. 
Low-owned Yaka Pirtle. Foul trouble. Wendell Carter Jr. would have gone for 60-plus if the game stays close. Suggs, Wagner, on pace for 40-plus. Suggs, extremely low-owned. Wagner, relatively low-owned. Pirtle, foul trouble. And then, again, to top it all off, the the other 3v3 that I was debating on, I didn't end up going with because the reasons you buy us. I would be winning like $5,000 right now in, in uh, the, the big tournament plus the single entry 2500 So, And it would have been more, too, if the Magic... I probably would be winning 100 k if I would have stuck with that and the Magic game would have stayed close. I know, I know, like, I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't go back and do the math and see what it is, but I, I had to. I, I just, I know, like, it's going to drive me crazy. I had to do it. I had to do it, guys. Um, yeah, this one, this is probably the most painful night for me. This is probably the most painful night. I avoided Chalk, Anthony Edwards, um, and this this hurts. This really hurts, I'm not going to lie. Um, this is the winning lineup right now in the Thunderdome. D'Lo, Beasley, Wagner, Wendell Jr., Nurkic, Rozier, Sabonis, and Fox. Insult to injury. Nurkic probably going to blow out. Probably not going to come back in. Ant-Man was the chalk, 87%. I talked about this on Twitter, um, and I'm open to discussion here. Right, I I personally believe, like right when he got at lock, I, ta- I told everyone on Patreon, I think he's way overowned. He was like 60% in my contest in 11-game slate. Um, I think it was partly due to uh, him having that massive game last game. No, I know, right? It was a great matchup. He had high usage. He had a floor game for sure. I know doubt about it. That's why I'm always open to hearing other people's opinions. My opinion, though, on 11-game slate, Ant-Man uh, was was way overowned. Um, again, I'm willing to hear people's arguments. As I said, I, I tweeted it. I was like, you know, I see where people are coming from. Um, you know, seven five did feel a little bit too cheap for him, but you know, it was like sixty plus percent. That that felt a little bit too much. Um, and he he was a massive bust. Um, got pulled like five minutes left, but the blow he he would have busted either way. Like even if the game stayed close, he was not getting there. Um, but yeah, so he was the he was a massive chalk. He was a big bust. Uh, let's see again, Aaron Gordon. Yep, he went to him. He had a great game. Uh, Beasley was pretty popular. Um, let's see what else. What else? Um, Barton, again, almost 40 bomb. Him and Gordon. Uh, yeah, you guys can you guys can tell. I'm I'm pretty defeated. But that's it, guys, for the look back. We'll see if I I, I might min cash tonight. You know, if the Blazers keep the game close and Nurkic plays the fourth, I might min cash. Um, but yeah. What what could have been? What could have been if I stuck to my guns? I didn't get caught with recency bias because the Denver guys have burned me so many times, so Okay, I'm gonna try to turn. I'm gonna try to get more energy here. Um, but yeah, I am. Uh, I'm struggling. I am really struggling right now. So let's talk about the seven game slate, um, Knicks and the Hawks. I know like this one's gonna hurt for the next few days, but the positive with it with NBA DFS, there's always another slate. So I'm I'm gonna get over it. But this one might take a couple days for me to get over. It, it might take a few days. It's uh, yeah. It really really hurts. Um, all right, so enough of that, guys. Enough, yeah. I want to forget about it. I'll try to forget about it. Let's talk about the seven-game slate. So Knicks and Hawks is the first game here. Randall, 10.2K. I think he's a fine option. He should play 35-ish minutes if the game is competitive. Um, like the matchup here, the price is fine again. The secondary options here for the Knicks, uh, if Derrick Rose is out, again, are all in play. However, they are, you know, riskier options because uh, they're going to go, Tom Thibodeau is going to go with a hot hand. So the combination, this group of, Barrett, Alec Burks, uh, Kemba Walker, 
Fournier, and uh, Emmanuel Cookley. That's kind of the group um, that I would make if I was making a ton of lineups. And, you know, you could pick, like, one of those guys maybe because, I mean, there's going to be a couple of those guys that close. Again, though, they're going to go with a hot hand. We do have Mitchell Robinson back now too, which kind of takes Nerlens Noel out of play. Mitchell Robinson himself uh, played 21 minutes. I mean, he is only 4-1, but I don't know if we have to go there, so... Yeah, the group of like Barrett, Burks, Walker, Fournier, and Quickly, all viable for GPPs. But, you know, no one's really going to stand out here. If you have a really strong lean with one of those guys, then go for it. You know, it's it just there's going to be a situation where he's going to go with a hot hand. So any one of these guys could be on the bench at the end of the game. Um, all right, let's move on to Atlanta. So Trey Young, nine. Oh, also, another reason why I'm, I'm uh, down is Ja injured. I'm praying it's not what it looks like, guys really really praying and not what it looks like because oh i love jaw i know it doesn't matter i know like this doesn't care at all but like that would sink me in best ball too again i don't care about the best ball i just want jaw to be healthy um and, and not season ending injury please um yeah so uh moving on to atlanta trey young nine six uh we know the knicks don't like trey young um and he doesn't like the knicks so um i i kind of like trey and gbps uh this is you know that narrative in the playoffs obviously so like me some trey and capella has really been playing well late should play in a competitive game now over 30 minutes the dicks do run a bigger front course i'm really high in clint capella um just he gets on these phases where he just like goes for like 50 plus like five six straight games like he won on that last year um but yeah he is he's getting the minutes and we know he's a great rebounder great shot blocker i like some capella i think collins is fine at six nine um, you know, he should play mid thirties minutes if he stays out of foul trouble, but Donovich Herter, both fine secondary options too. I think 25 to 30 ish minutes for those two guys, Phoenix and Brooklyn. So on the Phoenix side, Devin Booker, eight, six, like him for GPPs floors a little bit lower, but this is a really good matchup here against Brooklyn. Chris Paul, more of the high floor guy. I do like him a good amount here. Um, again, in a close game, and this is a big game against Brooklyn. He might have to play a little bit more. Like maybe we get back to 35 minutes from Chris Paul. So I'm definitely interested in him at 8K. And then DeAndre Aiden at 7-2, I think is a pretty safe option. Should be able to feast against this front court of like LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, they throw him out there, or Paul Mill, whoever they try to throw out there. Aiden should be able to just dominate the glass. The secondary options here for Phoenix never really stand out to me, like Bridges and Crowder. Um, I mean, McGee at 4-3, it's probably a little bit too much for him. He's got he's gone for 20-plus last three games. Like, yeah, Crowder's 4K. He probably plays mid-20s minutes. Might get you 15 to 20 fancy points, but there's not much else here that stands out for Phoenix. Moving on to Brooklyn. Harden, Durant, not – I mean, they're a little bit too overpriced still. Uh, Bulls should play 38 37 38 minutes but you know tough tougher matchup against phoenix phoenix have been playing faster of late but still at their respective price since respective price points i feel a little bit overpriced lamarcus aldridge of five six assuming he starts again i do like um blake griffin uh did not play last game he, he came out the bench and did not play so that is um pretty significant so aldridge at five six I think, assuming he starts again, is a pretty good play. Because Aldridge is a good point for a guy, good rebounder. Again, I will, I will, I'm going to keep saying this for the rest of the year. Except, except, guys, when I play him at like 5% ownership opening night. Except then, when he was like 3.7K. He didn't look like he belonged in a basketball court. It, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep bringing that up. Yes. Uh, Patty Mills at 5K. He sh- he's going to play big minutes. Now, you know, he's pretty score independent, so that's the risk. He's made his shots last few games, but he does still have a floor. And now the price is up to 5K. Um, Bruce Brown looks like he'll be coming back, which kind of takes the other value out of play for me on Brooklyn. Um, and if Bruce Brown starts, I think he's a decent play. Like guys like Bembry, James Johnson, 
probably become out of play for me. Um, so, yeah, that's really it for Brooklyn. Let's to Miami and Chicago. Nothing that really stands out for me on the Miami side. Again, when fully healthy, these guys are all priced about right with Jimmy, Bam, Lowry, Hero. Bam's really been struggling of late. Um, like These guys have upside. Like Would I be surprised if one of the Miami guys is in the winning lineup tomorrow? No. But like, there's no one that really stands out. They're all secondary plays. Tucker, I don't really want to play P.J. Tucker on a seven-game slate. Duncan Robinson's priced up. It's just there's not much here I love in Miami. And kind of the same thing for Chicago. Really bad matchup. A lot of these guys priced up from when Vooch is out. Vooch is now back. This game as a whole is just no one that really stands out. Now we get Orlando and Cleveland. Oh, I'm still tilted about this. Uh, Carter, 50% owned, blowout. Suggs, super low owned, blowout. Franz Wagner is like 20% or so, blowout. Oh, they were all on pace for absolute math. I mean, Carter still smashed in like two and a half quarters. Just an insane game from him. Um, Cole Anthony, I don't think he plays. It's a back-to-back. We'll see. I don't think one extra day will do it. Uh, Mo Bamba had a really bad game. He also got injured. Um, only played 23 minutes. You know, he is firmly in play because he's a good shot blocker, good rebounder. I prefer Juan Carter Jr. Now, he's going to be the chalk. He was 50% in my contest tonight. He is going to be the chalk of the chalk. The way these Magic guys fails is a blowout, which is possible because this team is not great. They are not good. Um, so you could, again, fade these Magic guys and hope for a blowout. But if the game stays competitive, these guys are going to smash. Jalen Suggs, again, put up like 30 fancy points in three quarters. I like him a good amount there at 5-4. Um, Franz Wagner, 4-5, once again, I like. Um, he lost Mets because of the blowout. So the main guys there for Orlando all look pretty good. RJ Hampton at 5K doesn't really stand out now because it's like, He's up to a price where even the game blows out, it's like he's going to have to have a really, really good game. Uh, Gary Harris at 3-3 has been starting, but it's Gary Harris. He is so dust. Uh, Terrence Ross at 3-6 has really been struggling of late, uh, but we know this guy does have upside. I do think he. there's been just all these blowouts. I think Ross probably plays 25 to 30 minutes of the game, stays close. So if you want to go to him as a low-owned GBP play, I don't hate that. Moving on to Cleveland. So it looks like Evan Mobley might be back. We'll have to monitor that for sure. Either way, I like Jared Allen at 7-4. I think he probably plays mid-30s minutes. Um, I like the matchup a lot for him. So I, I'm still high on Jared Allen either way. Would like him a lot more if Mobley's out. But it sounds like Mobley's going to come back. Darius Garland at 7-6 has been playing some really good basketball. But now the price seems about right. Like he's going to play mid-30s minutes. Um, no issue if you want to go there. Rubio at 6-9. You know, you can go there in tournaments off the bench. Um... Markin, I think, is a relatively safe play at 5-6. He should play big minutes. I like him for cash games. Mobley, I don't think he'll just come back and, and play, like, massive minutes. We'll have to keep an eye on it. If he is inserted in the starting lineup and there's no limitations, then I'm fine playing him. But I'm probably thinking he's going to be somewhat limited for Cleveland. All right, let's move on to Charlotte and Houston. So this game looks pretty appealing here. Two teams that play fast, two teams that don't play a whole lot of defense. Lamella Ball, 10-4. So I'm pace for a pretty, pretty nice game, and the game was a massive blowout. Um, love the spot here for Lamelo, so I do like him. Only thing you have to worry about is Houston is awful, so the potential this game blows out. Uh, Bridges, Rogier, Hayward, all secondary options for me. Um, no one that stands out in a big way. Mason Plumlee is out. I don't expect him to play tomorrow, so if he is out, I think Peach Washington starts the five. If Washington starts the five, he's a decent value. The only thing you have to worry about is potential foul trouble with Peach Washington. Um, Kelly Oubre had a ceiling game uh, tonight, went for 33 fancy points, 27 real-life points, and one rebound. That was it. Uh, but yeah, Oubre is a guy that does have that ceiling. So I'm always intrigued by him for GPPs. Um, I don't know if I get to anyone else. Like McDaniels uh, did have a pretty big game, but that was kind of in garbage time. Uh, Cody Martin, a 4-2. You know, he's he's in play too. Um, he's been getting some pretty solid minutes. Um, so yeah, uh, there's, there's a decent amount to like in this uh, Charlotte-Houston game. Moving on to Houston. So 
Uh, Christian Wood, again, if they can keep this game competitive, I like this price on him a good amount. I think he probably plays mid-30s minutes in competitive game. I'm not afraid of, you know, the Charlotte front court, so I do like Christian Wood a good amount. And I also like Kevin Porter Jr. a good amount. Played 37 minutes last game. He's going to play all the minutes he can handle, can stuff the stat sheet if the game can stay competitive. So I like Porter. I like Wood a good amount. No Jalen Green. I would think Eric Gordon moves in the starting lineup. If he starts, he probably plays low to mid-30s minutes, and he's firmly in play at 4-7. Jay Sean Tate has been struggling of late, but I think he plays around 30 minutes. Uh, I think he's interesting for GPPs. Uh, Tyson Sengen are viable. Sengen's been really productive when given run. The issue right now is just the lack of minutes. Daniel Tice at 3-6 feels a little bit too cheap for a guy that probably starts and um, plays mid-20s minutes. We'll see. He did get a DNP against the Bulls, um, but yeah, monitor the starting lineup, but like, there's a chance he starts in this game. We'll, we'll just monitor it. Um, Daniel House at 3-5 got in the rotation, um, but I don't know if I can go there. So let's finish it up with the last couple games here, Washington and Dallas. So it sounds like Spencer Dinwiddie's not going to play in this one. Bradley Beal at the top at 9-1. I do like without Dinwiddie. He gets a pretty big usage bump. So like him here at this price point. Um, don't mind the matchup. Uh, as far as the centers go with Harrell and Gafford, they're always in play. Gafford, I think someone told me he had eight blocks tonight. Yeah, he had eight blocks. Eight blocks for Daniel Gafford. Um, he does have that ceiling. So at 4.1K, he's always in play for GEPPs. Harrell at 6-3 will be productive, but a little bit hard to prioritize him at that price point. With Dinwiddie out, I expect it to be a combination of Aaron Holiday and Raul Neto kind of getting those minutes. Neither would be must plays, but both you know in play at really cheap price points. 3-3 for Neto, 3-2 for Holiday. Um, Kuzma at 6-1, you know, probably gets a little bit of usage bump there without Dinway. I think he's fine in the mid-range. And then that's probably it for me. So let's move on to Dallas. We do have Luka back. Um, he played 41 minutes, again, 36 in regulation. I don't think he'll be super popular. It's a little bit hard to prioritize him on this slate. But if, you haven't, if you're comfortable with enough value plays, um, I'm finding spending up for Luka. Porzingis has played really well, but he feels priced about right at 8-7. Brunson, questionable, but he practiced, so I think he'll be good to go. Um, so <coughs> not much else here for Dallas that I have a lot of interest in. Like the bigs, Maxi Kleba, he did play 36 minutes last game. We'll see. His minutes go, his minutes are like, they go all over the place. Um, a little bit of interest, but I'm not confident in his minutes. Dwight Powell at 3-2, his minutes went way down last game. We'll see how they do the starting lineup, but maybe if Maxi starts, I would have more interest in him. And finally, uh, the Pelicans and the Jazz, we just saw this game. Uh, Valanchunas at 8-8, viable for GPPs. Uh, again, a tougher spot was in some foul trouble as well. Um, Ingram, Hart, you know, these guys should play big minutes, but against the Jazz, they're more secondary options. Josh Hart, probably your safest bet. I mean, he did have a floor game uh, tonight, but he's been playing uh, the most minutes, really, and, and, and a relatively cheap price point. As far as the guards go, Devontae Graham, um, I'll probably pass. Uh, Alexander Walker hasn't been getting enough minutes for me to uh, go to him at 5-1. Hernan Gomez has played really well off the bench last few games. Now, blowout, blowout, JV was in some foul trouble. Hernan Gomez is a good point printer guy. He's not this good, right? He's not going to continue to go for, like, almost two fancy points a minute. So, if he's going to be popular on this slate, I'm perfectly fine fading him. Um, Because I do like uh, Guillermo Hernan Gomez, but... He's not this good. I'm just telling you guys right now, he's not He's not going to continue to average uh, like two fancy points a minute. And finally, the Utah Jazz. So Rudy Gobert, 8.9K, I think is a relatively safe play. Should play, you know, mid-30s minutes. Mitchell at 8.1 has been struggling of late. 
Um, but I like the matchup for him. And then below that, it's always kind of just secondary plays here for the Jazz with like Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, O'Neal, Ingles. No one that no one else that really stands out. But yeah, guys, that's gonna do it for me. Um, hopefully, you had a good night. Um, again, I am in so much pain tonight, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks again. Have a great night, and I will see you all in the next video.